Welcome to the family with Alex Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Bernard, and Cass- no, there you are. Really She's here. Jesse Trader. She's here. Jesus, Palomino. Okay. It's only been seven years. Like you've got to talk. Exactly. Yeah, you're such a, a mess squirrel today. today. I don't know. What are you talking about? You're squirrely. We'll be right back with Vicki Oliver right after this with the family. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Yes, the gangster of love. Some people call me though. Vicky Oliver with us. How you doing, Vicky? I am good. How are you? Marvelous. Thanks for asking. Burnout at work <laughs> is now on a national crisis level. The World Health Organization recently. I have classi- it right now. What interrupting <laughs> me? Is that what your plan is? I see. Oh. It's my wife stabbing me right in the back, Vicky. What do you Trying think? Kind of late in the mood. I I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Nor yeah, should you. <laughs> Burnout at work is now at a national crisis level. The World Health Organization recently classified workplace burnout as a disease. Hmm. Could I make one guess of why the uh, burnout at work is a national crisis? I just want to make one guess, okay, Vicki? I'm sorry? I said I want to make one guess as to why workplace burnout is at an all-time high. Okay. What's your guess? Nobody ever does what they say they're going to do. So when you get to work and you have to follow up on their work, they're never done with it. It drives me crazy. Would you just do what you said you're going to do? That's all I'm asking. Is that the fair? The first rule of marketing is to underpromise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, exactly. Underpromise. It's great. I, I love the fact we're having you on here. 
Burnout Thank among. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. So I want to hear your take on it. How did you get involved in the first place? Well, I have written five books about mm-hmm. career issues. And so I like to just stay on top of what all the career issues are. And today, burnout is really coming up as a huge, huge issue. Yeah, I could see that. Are people just burned out on the world, or is it at work? I mean, do they? I guess at home, maybe you wouldn't know people are burned out at home, but when you go to work and you mix with other people and you, you blend, you try to blend with other people, burnout would really, really show, rear its ugly head at work, I would imagine, wouldn't it? I mean, I think it has something to do with the Internet because we are yep. all on call 24-7. And I don't think the human body was meant to work 24-7, you know. And it's very stressful to always be on call. If somebody needs something, a boss, a client, somebody wants something, maybe it's a Saturday, you know, and we feel compelled. We must return that text. We have to return the email. You know, we have to get back to them instantly, instantly. There's no buffer. There are no boundaries. And I think this has a lot to do with it. You know, it's amazing, Vicki. I love the Internet for research purposes. You can find whatever you're looking for on the Internet. That's the only thing I like about it. Right. Really, it's all of the rest of it is just so annoying. The fact that people have access to you and your private information and everything about your life really drives me nuts. I think digital is one of the most overrated pieces of garbage ever. I really do. <laughs> I mean, we're also busy building our brands. You yep. know, we have to always do that and attend to it. You know, groom our brands constantly. It's just being able to just be out there for anybody at any hour of the day or night. I feel leads to terrible burnout. But in addition to that, there's also the fact that a lot of companies don't have the layers of people that they used to have. So all of us are sitting there doing two or three jobs, you know, and maybe we're not as equipped to do those jobs as the jobs that we were meant to do. So we're doing all these different jobs, wearing all these different hats. Mm -hmm. I think that can also lead to burnout. No, I think you're absolutely right. I I have been doing the same job now, uh, doing the same morning show. This, I've been doing this afternoon show for seven years now, and the morning show for 30. I'm in my 34th year, and I, I, I am not burned out on the job at all. I do get burned out on certain people uh, not doing, again, what they say they're going to do. And you keep asking, please, just if you say you're going to do it, then you got to do it. If, if you, right. you tell me I can't do that, then I go, okay, well, I can expect that to happen. But when I get to work and things aren't even close to being done that are supposed to be done, by 4.30 in the morning, because the show starts at 5.30 in the morning, it's, it causes a lot of problems. And I, I don't, yeah. Do you think people understand the problems they cause by not doing the work they're supposed to do? I think that they can understand, but I also think that, you know, over-promising is often the easiest solution. Yeah. Oh, if I just say I'll do this, mm-hmm. you know, then he won't get mad at me, and, and then she won't get mad at me. And, you know, it's just kicking the can down the road. I hate that expression, but that's what right. it is. You know, they're delaying the inevitable by sort of saying, oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we can do that, and we can do that, and we can do that. It's amazing to me, though. It, it's interesting. Um I think that corporations, at least larger corporations, we have some larger corporations in Minneapolis. We have Target and all these big companies, and they give their employees, you know, really decent salaries, really great benefits, and quite a bit of time off after about a year of working there compared to what I got when I was in my 20s. I mean, I got 
maybe a week after a year off paid. Right. And I, and after three or four years, maybe I'd get two weeks off. Now they've got all this leave time and all this kind of stuff and this family work balance stuff is such a big deal. So I'm, I'm wondering why with all of this leisure time, you're getting, people are getting burned out or is it just, is it older people or is it like millennials? No, I I actually do not think that this is something that age can describe. You know, I think it's universally true. I mean, according to the World Health Organization, 28% of people who are working today feel that they are burned out. That Mm. is not just older workers. I think it's just that thing of feeling like you have to constantly be working and you're not recharging yourself. You know, you're not taking the mental vacation that you might need to take. Just even just leaving your work behind. Nobody does that. No, they don't do that. Do you think also a part of it is, speaking of, of you know, digital media and, and Twitter and Facebook and all the rest of it, do you think we're having problems with people doing their job and performing their duties because everybody on Twitter and Facebook tells them how wonderful they are, their friends and their family Tell them on a daily basis, oh, you're the greatest of all time. Do people underperform because of that, do you think? You know, it's a really interesting theory because uh, there are a lot of people who are saying that the Internet is supposed to bring us together, mm-hmm. but actually it makes people sad mm-hmm. because they see that other people are supposedly having better lives than they are. If you think about most of the news that people post about themselves, like on Facebook, it's always happy things, right? right? right. It's that trip, you know, that beautiful painting you saw in a museum. It's something beautiful and gorgeous and aspirational. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason I think people only post positive news about themselves is because we all know that nobody likes to read, you know, Debbie Downer, right? They don't like it, so we're all posting only the positive things. That is just a very unrealistic view of life. And then on the other end, we're seeing all of our friends post only positive things, and we ourselves are only posting positive things. So it just becomes this kind of deception that we're all living, you know, and um, I guess we can feel jealous when we see people only posting positive things about themselves. Oh, her life seems so much better, so much rosier than mine, you know. So I think it can contribute to general unhappiness. I don't know if unhappiness equals burnout exactly, you know, but I think um, what I, the first thing I recommend in terms of, you know, a potential possible cure for burnout is to take a break from the Internet. Like, just take a yeah. weekend off, yeah. you know. Just just turn off your devices for the weekend and go out and enjoy, you know, your husband or wife, you know. <laughs> um, try to get back some of that buffer that used to exist when we before the Internet. You know, I found out also exactly what you were just talking about, how my life on, on social media is wonderful and it's just terrific and, oh, my God, I can't tell you how wonderful it is. And then you get other people in management, particularly who are working hard or, or think they're working hard, and they read about how everybody else, most of their employees have this wonderful life going. And basically, if 
they try to prop other people up. If other people aren't having this magnificent life on social media, they tell them how wonderful they are and what a great job they're doing. Oh, you just even if they're not, which creates another problem in that now those people think, well, I'm too good for this job. There are some wow. people who cannot handle being praised. They can't handle it. It goes right to their head, and they become worthless, which is, I mean, as a worker, not a human being, right. obviously. Right. But it's social media has changed things at so many different levels to so many different degrees. It's really hard to be in the workplace right now. Right. I mean, the other thing I feel, I notice this even with myself. I mean, I'm a writer, but social media... The speed of it is so quick mm -hmm. that it kind of divides our attention. Mm -hmm. And I know for myself, I used to be able to sit down and write for, let's say, eight hours in a row, honestly, with no issue of it. But now I feel like after an hour or so, you know, I need to check my social media account. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I need to feel like that I understand what's happening out there. And so I think that that also changes us. It's like our attention span is less than it used to be. And I think that that can also contribute to burnout. Yeah, it's like electronic ADD. Right. Yeah, that is, that, that is pretty much. You know, it's, I'm really glad you called today, Vicki, because I realized we got no shot <laughs> because, <laughs> because of social media. We're, uh, are we ever going to be able to correct this, do you think? Oh, look, there's a lot more pressure to, to succeed. And I'm talking about not just individual workers they do but the company has to succeed because if the company blows up on social media right. and people start going oh god that company sucks all of a sudden you got major problems i just i there's there, there should be certain topics that are not allowed to be talked about on social media you know well oh, I, also speaking of you know a lot of times some of the pressure that workers feel mm -hmm. is because their own company has trouble keeping up right. with what's right. going on with technology. Technology is moving so fast that a lot of companies are struggling to have workers who can keep up with technology. So that creates a huge pressure at the top, you know, and people are like, why can't we keep up? Why can't we keep up? And that pressure filters down and creates terrible morale, you know, for the workers who are there. So, I mean, will we ever correct it? I mean, I think we probably will. Um, but, you know, technology moves fast, and those who succeed are going to be able to keep up with it. Mm -hmm. Those who want to keep learning. Continuous learning is, uh, you know, a mandatory thing in this environment. You know, I just uh, I want to read uh, under Vicky's description uh, for the interview today, why it matters. Burnout among one's bosses or coworkers can become contagious as stress becomes palpable and duties are dropped. It's difficult to keep one's professionalism intact and career trajectory progressing forward while navigating relationships with a mentally depleted boss or team member. That, that paragraph pretty much wraps up exactly what we're talking about. We're getting worn out by all this stuff. And no matter, it's no wonder there's burnout because we're worn out. Right. We're worn out. It's sort of like, the, the edges of our boundaries are being frittered away mm -hmm. by this sort of continual need to succeed, need to learn, need to jump ahead of technology when it's moving so fast. You know, there's just a huge pressure on everybody in, in the work environment. Now, if you're working for somebody who you believe is burned out, I actually think this can be an advantage for you because 
maybe you can fill in the void. Maybe you can step up and take charge a little bit, but don't do it so much that you yourself feel burned out. That's the trick. I know we only have about a minute left, but I do want to ask you this, Vicki. Uh, it says, how to set an example of excelling in your job to help your burned out boss or coworker feel the spark again. The other side of that is when you do excel in your job, if they don't catch the drift, they end up resenting the hell out of you because you're excelling and they're not. That, that's another problem we have. Well, it depends. I mean, I believe in something that I've called trickle-up theory. Ooh, I like and it. if you are working for a burned-out boss, you can make her and you look good by stepping up. You will both look good for mm-hmm. a while. She will even look good, you know, on your hard work. Right. Um, and I believe that this can eventually lead to promotions. And, you know, you can get ahead by realizing the situation. But just don't burn yourself out while you're doing it. I think that's very, very important, as a matter of fact. This is a, especially on a Monday, this was a really good topic, Vicki. On a a Monday, it was wonderful. Thank God it's Monday. Thank God it's Monday. We have four more days to correct the problems. I like that a lot. Absolutely. Four more days. Vicki Oliver, ladies and gentlemen. You can go to Vicki Oliver. That's with a Y, by the way. Vicki with a Y. VickiOliver.com. And of course, uh, the book is available on Amazon. Well, it's available everywhere, correct? All right. And it's bad bosses, crazy coworkers, and other office idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a good closer, Vicki, I will tell you that. That's a really good closer. I love that. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We'll be right back with the family. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the family twins to host national health event to include children with uh, disabilities, excuse me, children with disabilities. It is tomorrow, the event. What national play campaign will make a stop at Target Field to promote the importance of children living a healthy lifestyle and disability inclusion? In 2014, the play campaign became the first program in professional sports to include children with disabilities. In 2017, PBATS, P-B-A-T-S, partnered with uh, the, the Ritterman Family Foundation and National Down Syndrome Society to enhance this effort. Who will be there? Kyle Gibson will be there. Kyle, I don't know him, but I understand he's a really, really nice guy. That's what everybody uh, tells me in any case. That, yeah, he's going to be there. Kyle Gibson, Twins right-handed pitcher. Tony Leo, Twins head athletic trainer. Masamichi Abe, uh, Twins assistant athletic trainer. Matt Biancuzo, Twins assist, assistant athletic director. Candy Pickard, or Picard, excuse me. Candy Picard, interim president and CEO, National Down Syndrome Society. Brian Appling, uh, Henry Schlein, uh, Schein, Incorporated. Brian Parker. Taylor Hooten Foundation. It is tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. It is at Target Field, which is One Twins Way, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55403. Again, tomorrow, your Minnesota Twins are going to get uh, cooking Twins to host a national health event to include children with disabilities. It is tomorrow, and maybe we'll get somebody on later in the week to talk about see how it went. And uh, it should be great, don't you think? Absolutely. The twins are really good about. Well, the sports teams are really, really good about that thing, that yeah. kind of thing. They and really Target Field. That's going to be a big treat for kids to be able to run around there. On Target yeah. Field, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be a great time. Be a great time for them. Well, McDonald's finally made the move, ladies and gentlemen. They've gotten rid of their their plastic straws. We're getting rid of them because all they Save do is the turtles. they pollute. Save the turtles. Problem is, they have paper straws now that cannot be recycled. That's better though. It's, yeah, oh. at least paper yeah. paper breaks down, no, and you can it's wax, <coughs> and you it doesn't, can. Well, but wax it doesn't going to break down much faster yeah. than plastic. Yeah, I suppose most yeah. of them are compostable, are they? but they're not recyclable because a lot of like paper, if you get wet, isn't recyclable right. anymore. Right, that's what I hear. So that would make sense, but it's better than plastic because plastic just stays in our oceans for all of eternity. Well, it's only from India and China, though. There's some sort of because we don't gigantic do that here. Gigantic funds were raised or something. Gigantic People, funds, funds were, were raised. raised to, gigantic to, funds were raised, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. To clean the oceans. There's somebody doing that right now. They just launched it. There's oh, those, a two guys, those two young men? Yeah, they, they yeah, got they tons that. of money and yeah. they're, yeah, they they're going to clean up the oceans. They're doing, and by the way, they both talk to you with their shirts off so you can see their, their, their muscle structure. Have you noticed that in the interview? They're does it never take wearing muscles shirts. to clean up the ocean? No, but they want you to know <laughs> that, they, that they're what they look like what shirtless. Are they, what are they doing? Are they netting it and hauling it yes. to garbage Yeah, they're, incinerators? They're, what are they doing? They're doing everything they can. Because plastic, I believe, can be recycled in certain ways when they shred it. They can't melt it or anything because that will poison the air. But I think oh. they can shred it and, and turn it into some kind of pulp. Well, they can usually recycle plastics, but... I don't it know. depends on how you do it. It depends on how you do it, exactly. The easy, cheap way that most companies do is hard plastic can be recycled into soft plastic, and soft plastic can be recycled into, like, bags and stuff. Right. But once they're bags, there's really not a whole lot you can do with that process anymore. So really? at that point, they'd have to, like, melt them down. And I thought you could recycle <clears throat> plastic bags. 
not Fire, traditionally. Fire always had a Well, you can bring, spot. yeah, you have to bring them to a special recycle facility. Oh, yeah. Okay. McDonald's has ditched its plastic straws in favor of paper ones in the U.K. and Ireland. There's just one itty-bitty teeny-weeny little problem. The paper straws cannot be recycled. The fast food company has called the new paper straws eco-friendly, but though the paper is technically recyclable, it's too thick to be easily processed at a recycling plant, the BBC reports. Ironically, the plastic straws McD's used to use were recyclable. What? Hmm. The company first switched to a thinner paper straw last fall, but after customers complained that they dissolved too easily, making drinks and especially milkshakes difficult to consume, it started using a stronger version. Their current thickness makes it difficult for them to be processed by our waste solution providers who also help us recycle our paper cups. Why they, yeah. do you have to have a straw all the time? I understand yeah, like you're taking it in your car and you don't it. want it to spill. It's easier. But if you're in McDonald's eating, why do you have to have a straw? I know. Why? Especially okay, if, you're you're using a disposable, if you're using a disposable a- cup, it's like... Not a malt, though. You don't want to drink malt without a straw. Why? Take you forever to get that crap off the bottom. Who needs it? I suppose. But, I mean, I, soda, most people are just obsessed. drinking sodas, right? You know what I would do? I what? swear to God, what I might do in the future is buy a glass straw, and, and if I'm going to go go have a malt, I just bring it with me. Well, they ha- I, I wouldn't recommend glass because yeah. that would be easily yeah. broken. We have, I, we have a lot I, of I steel talent. ones, but the steel yeah, ones. Yeah, we have steel ones that yeah, steel we ones use all the time. Yeah. People well, do, go. and people do carry those around. That's I have a little, I, I have a little zipper thing with a fork, a spoon, and a straw. See, yeah. I don't have a purse though, so it's not going to work for me. Put in your car. You can I get can a fanny that. pack. Yes, let <laughs> me get a Tom with a, with a fanny pack. pack. Yeah. Well, <laughs> laugh it up, sister. Well, some of the outfits you've been wearing lately. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I still don't understand why you guys go at me for my outfit I wore on Saturday. It was beautiful. Beautiful. What is Dad wearing? I'm like, I've given up. I I saw you walk in and I just saw the shirt and I was like, oh, that's a nice shirt. And then he walks in the rest and I was like, (laughs) pleated dress pants. And Dan, I told Dan about it and he's like, workout Maybe he spilled something on his nicer shirt. And I'm like, no, No, that was his outfit. You guys butt out. (laughs) All of you. So bad. I saw a guy on Polka Fun Time, which is on Channel 10. Okay. What? I watches that sometimes. He just said you're the oldest man in the world. Seriously, he watches that and then he makes comments about all the people that are dancing. I'm like, wow, do you need a hobby? It reminds me of my grandmother. Do you mind? Fun time. Okay. Bless you. You're all. Gun tight. Gunzoon yeah, tight. Yeah, Gunzoon tight. tight. I tuned it in for about five minutes just to remind me of Minnie because she loved time. her polka. Oh. So did Toots, actually. But my favorite was Walking a guy. A guy who was wearing the Swiss hat with a little feather in it. Oh. Great. A regular shirt. Why not? He's wearing black shorts. With black dress shoes and black socks. I think that's where he's getting his wardrobe <laughs> ideas. He's like, fun time. that's the problem. These you people look right. great. I'm going to dress like this. <laughs> no, honestly, I don't understand what you guys talk about. It's just because you can't keep up with the dressing trends. That's right. right. I can't. It's us. And it our you. dressing. That's right. If I had tucked it in, you wouldn't care. Absolutely would have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, all of you. You heard me. In any case, I try to lead the way with the great 
straw story from McDonald's, but it gets shot down. Well, I'm glad Progress. they're trying. Progress. I don't understand how you can you can recycle cardboard, which is very thick paper, but you can't recycle a thick straw. I'm yeah, confused by this. Uh, well, I and I know, yeah, I know as so you watch Poke Fun Time. Dan and I watched. <laughs> Dan and I watched a video about Hennepin County recycling. Oh, and you're never supposed to recycle anything smaller than your fist because it's too difficult to catch and it gets oh, caught in the machines God. and causes a whole problem. They have to shut down the what whole waste paper or thing, plastic anything. or anything. Nothing smaller than your fist. So like, oh, this would be. Here's what I like. Just not recyclable. Uh, we watch a recycling show, and I'm the dope. Okay. Well, like I said, you a watch Poke Fun Time. Show. We watch recycling in Hennepin County. I watch five Hennepin minutes of Poke Fun Time just to remind me of my grandmother. We just wanted to be responsible recyclers. Yeah. You recycler hey, we recycle better or at least as good as everybody else on Earth. I've, we've been recycling for so many years. Yeah, I can't forever. even remember. Except for you put it in trash bags. No. no. They want you to. They do? Yeah. Certain, depending on the recycling company, oh, they'll. Really? Uh, Golden Valley is a bit behind. <clears throat> they we don't are, have which composting. Is right we don't by have a lot Minneapolis. of stuff. Yeah, it's crazy it's, it how crazy. behind you are. We have. Yeah. What? Well, at least it's you don't have to sort it. That would be oh really my behind. God. Yeah. You know, we're talking about these uh, these shootings, and yes. unfortunately, and according to uh, Biden and Trump, they were in Toledo, Houston, and. Michigan. And Michigan, exactly. <laughs> which they weren't. They were in El Paso. And uh, they were also in Dayton, Ohio, is where they were. But nobody mentions this. Um, overwhelmed Chicago hospital has to turn away gunshot victims. Because mm-hmm. they have too many of them, so they have to turn some of them away. But it's not mass shootings. But it's not mass yeah, shooting. So it's not as it's not as sensational. I mean, so no one cares. People have got to stop lying to themselves. We need about to get some mayors on. with some seeds. Yeah. Yeah. They do. We need woman, man, whatever. Yeah, matter. You're they right. all need to just put their big girl or boy panties on and get the job oh done. God. Is what they need to do. It says here that this one hospital. This is just one hospital in Chicago. They called it a, quote, plethora of shooting victims starting at 6.30 in the morning. But that's not mass shooting somehow. I don't know how that is. These these people shoot, what is it, like 20 to 30 people a weekend, and nobody gives a rat's ass. I don't really understand that at all. Well, because politicians are so terrified of being called racist that they can't deal with... Caring, a racial problem. Caring that black people not be murdered in their own neighborhoods? I don't think that's very racist. They can only denounce it when a white person does it. Basically. And it's not yeah, and it's not compassionate to let people ha- raise children in war zones. I mean, it's a war zone. <clears throat> it that is, is a war, yeah. war zone. No, you're absolutely right. It is a war zone. But see, The that's National what Guard needs about. to be called out and just put an end to this. Mm. This whole situation, that this is a white supremacist idea, it's insane, even though these dumb bastards do, you know, manifestos and all that. People are getting massacred in our streets in every city, including Minneapolis and St. Paul, getting massacred in our streets every weekend, but nobody seems to give a rat's ass about that. And those, by the way, are not assault rifles. Those would be pistols. So, look, well, I'm not saying anybody should have an assault rifle either. I don't think the average person even knows what an assault rifle no, probably is. Not. AK-47 they know, but that's probably about it. Yeah. So, Chicago, they actually report how many people are shot. No, they won't give you the number. 
I'm reading about, the story, and they not n- nowhere do they mention how many people were shot. So how do you actually story. find these these things out? I don't know. Uh, actually, one of the best sites for sh- finding out about Chicago crime is called HeyJackass.com. <laughs> really? Yep. Hey Jackass. Despite its name, it's actually very, very comprehensive. It's been around for a long time. It's got uh, all the statistics that they compile from police reports and okay, stuff. Okay, because I, I know. August to date, uh, eight shot and killed, 55 shot and wounded. So that's in the past five days. In the past four days, because it's only the fifth. Sixty-three shootings in the past five days in Chicago. My God! Yeah, but that's not a war zone. That's not a war zone. Yeah, that's yeah. That's not a war. Nobody cares. You'll never hear about that. How about Minneapolis? Minneapolis, there's a crime watch, a Facebook page that actually, or or police scanner, or something like that. Yeah, LA Nick knows all. Yeah, they actually report what's going over. You know. What's happening? And you can't well, find I, it. You can't find it on the news. No. I tried to find, like, a few months ago at the apartment building that's near our house. There were tons of cop cars everywhere parked in the grass. Like, it was like something's going on. Could not figure out what it was. Nobody knew what was going on. On our community page, people were like, does anybody know what was going on? And no one could figure out what happened. And I'm like... Really? Would be nice to know because it seemed like it had to be a pretty serious freaking yep. thing. Wouldn't you think a reporter? Because it was like fifteen police cars, and they were like it was craziness. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. But see, that's the whole problem we have. Unless you look it up, you would have no idea nope. that they had to shut down the emergency room at a Chicago hospital because so many gunshot victims showed up. So more people. They can't politicize it. So we had a total of, what, uh, 46 in El Paso, 20 dead and 26 wounded, right? Oh, my God. Then we had nine, and how many wounded in in Dayton? It was nine killed, but I don't know how many were wounded. I don't know. But the numbers are probably pretty close. In those two cities, you add them up, they're pretty close to the number of people shot and killed or wounded in just the south side of Chicago. I just don't. It needs to be more difficult to buy guns. But you don't hear about it. You don't ever hear. You hear that there was a lot of gun violence in Chicago. Well, what are the numbers? Because you love to deliver the numbers. Mm. What are they? Yeah, I don't know. It's disgusting. I don't know. I, I just don't even understand how this can just be swept under the rug constantly and nobody cares. I just don't get it. Yeah, I know. It's really sad. The whole thing is just, and they're supposed to, oh, we care about it. We love everybody. We care. No, you don't care at all. You don't care about people's safety at all unless they live in your neighborhood. We'll take a break. Be right back. Another special guest coming up with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. 
If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me, having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from client-submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the new to most weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details. She's a good girl. Jeez. Beautiful. <laughs> I think I belted that out too much. Is Liz ready to go? I don't know. She hasn't called in yet. Oh, she hasn't. Okay. Well, just let me know when well, she does. Um, mm-hmm. Not a problem. Let me know uh, if she if she calls in, because once in a while they get uh, they get caught up, and you know what I'm saying. Oh, it was Mount Sinai in Chicago that uh, overwhelmed Chicago hospital has turned away gun victims. I'm it was sure. Mount Sinai. Yeah. So many trauma patients, it was forced to shut down the emergency. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. But that's not mass shooting. Nope. It's so ridiculous that again. The news and politicians in this country are destroying this country. They need to start telling the truth not and stop trying to make money for themselves because that's what that's all about. It's about the news organizations making money. The most outrageous things they can say, they draw more attention, they make even more money. So it's just, it's just disgusting. I think. It is, and I don't. I don't think that anyone wants to change anything because it's it's working for them yeah. politically. Here's what I would tell people, and I've told them a million times, that if you protect a person of any color, you're a racist. And that's just a fact. Well, I mean, it's like unions. Unions at one time, you know, had to happen because... Yeah, oh, absolutely. Workers were being Mm -hmm. burned to death and worked to death and all kinds of horrible, horrible things. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was awful. Those factories in in New York. People dying all all the time. Yeah, people were constantly dying. I mean, and at one time, wasn't a work week 60 hours or something like that? That's all? Can you imagine? I'm already doing like buck 20. 40, I think, is (laughs) ridiculous. Yeah, what? That's only, what, 16 hours a day, yeah, isn't it? I feel ya. <laughs> Actually, it's more than that. But in any case, buck 20, buck 20 a week, you know. Yeah. Yeah, 60-hour work weeks were very, very common back in the day. Yeah. But it's so just... if it weren't for unions starting, they would still be doing that stuff. So, but, you know, the government steps in, and then they make guidelines and all this kind of stuff. So it just, you know... At one time, having protections because people were killing people because of their skin color. That makes they total were, sense. Yeah, absolutely, they were. But They were indeed a big unknown in Dayton. Did gunman mean to kill his sister? Well, he, he killed nine people. Six of them were black. Where, where was he? 
what do you mean? Where when he was he? shooting everybody. In a in the in the entertainment district of Dayton. So it was an outside Dayton. shooting. It wasn't an indoor. I didn't read I th- anything about this. See, that I don't know if he shot people outside and inside or not. Oh. Because it gets too depressing. You can only watch that for so long. You go, oh my god, this is so sad. I do have to know the facts, but it's just so sad. I know. It just gets to be. It's just so common now. I just don't think people even want to hear about it. It's yeah, like, it yeah, right. another mass shooting. Well, that's just business as usual in America. That doesn't seem right to me. So now here you go. Dayton, did gunman mean to kill sister? Dayton shooter began night with sister, later killed her. Parents died shielding their baby in El Paso. It's like, oh, my God. Uh, it's so depressing. So depressing. How oh, you yeah. can just open fire on human beings, I will never. Uh, you shoot. You can shoot someone to death, and it doesn't bother you. How is that possible? You're crazy. crazy. Well, it's either got to be some sort. It's a, It's got to be a power thing. Like I can go do this. I'm all powerful. Okay. I I never thought I'd be in a position where I'd have to defend a genius, but I I do today. I have to defend a genius. That will be Neil deGrasse Tyson. He didn't try to downplay the importance of these shootings. He was just pointing out how many people die because of human error. Oh, I just got an extreme alert from Hennepin County. Large hail, take cover immediately. In Hennepin no. County? So... That's the end of my car. <laughs> let's look at radar. Yeah, let's let's look at the radar. Parked outdoors. Oh, my God, just... not our house, not our house, no, not please, our not house. Again. We can't oh, have Jesus. another hail mm. problem on our I house. I really want to drive home an extreme hail. I can't live Sounds through up. another extreme hail damage hail. claim for insurance company. I can't do it. Weather, weather, it is weather. Weather. Oh, okay. Fawn does that all the time now. She like she'll just be talking about something, and she'll be like, "I want some water, water, <laughs> water, <laughs> water." What do you got, I, Cassie? I need her to do that on I'm the megaphone to blow it up, at my house. Let me go to a different. I know what's to the radar with Cassie. I don't know. Let's Tom, see what's see going on. I'll tell you a Fawn story quickly while Cassie figures that okay. out. Okay. Today, mean. this morning, I'm in the bathroom. Sage crawls up on my lap and clings on to me like a koala. Fawn shouts, Sage, I'm coming for you. And then comes in the bathroom carrying a butternut squash. What? <laughs> and rolls it up the wall. And she's like, Sage, do you want to play roly poly? And then sits on the ground. And she's like, Sage, sit right here. Sit right here. Let's roll it back and forth. We're going to play roly poly. And then tries to shove the squash in the drawer in the bathroom and walk away. And she's like, why is this squash too big for this drawer? And I'm like, because butternut squashes aren't meant to go in bathroom drawers. Other she's than like, that. Oh. And then just walks <laughs> Oh. What do you mean, oh? <laughs> hmm. What do you mean, oh? I was like, I don't just, get it. Okay. Wow. Yeah, there, the mind the of a three-year-old. I go to Cassie. There is a large cell that's heading right over Minneapolis-St. Oh, Paul no. area, okay. so Good. it's actually right over us, probably right about oh, now. Oh, please don't damage uh, everything. I'll go look. I'm going to go look. Is there yeah, extreme the- hail right now? <clears throat> Oh my gosh, it disappeared. It's okay, really good for the convertible. I got the top up, but it's really good for uh, the I'm convertible. I'm under a tree, top. at least. I, am too. I got a little bit of tree coverage. Okay, I'm not. We I'm have right there in the open. A severe thunderstorm warning. Let's look at that. Yeah, they've well, it, I mean, with this heat and humidity, you just. Yeah. I can't believe we haven't had a couple of tornadoes yeah. already. This is just crazy. Yeah, it says a severe thunderstorm warning uh, is located over Medina, about 60 miles south 
east of Buffalo, moving northeast at 35 miles an hour. Tennis Ooh. ball size hail. Tennis, tennis ball. ball. 60 miles oh an hour. Oh my wind god. Gusts. Public mm. reported tennis ball size hails in Watertown at 2 12:40. Oh, that's directly west of us. Oh, People no. and animals and outdoor will be injured. Expect hail damage to roofs, siding, windows, and vehicles. Great. Oh god. <laughs> oh. What do you got? Raining a little bit. Oh. No. This is this tennis might move ball north of us. size hail. There's tennis ball out thing. in Watertown. I have never seen that. <laughs> I hope to never see what that. The hell? Hail that big. The other day, Ooh. I was or like a few weeks ago, I was driving home from the gym and it started hailing and I had to hide under a tree, a tree because it's just so loud. I was like, I don't oh know yeah, it is loud. And it was like the walls of rain you know yeah the sheets i was like yeah. i'm just gonna i'm gonna pull over yeah good idea <laughs> so make sure you get your animals and your children inside yeah it's probably the, you want the dog get... chained to the backyard <laughs> tell Lindsay if they're at the park to head Held on home yes. sales. That would or at hurt. least yes, exactly. get in that oh. little hut That'll leave a bruise. What, oh. a tennis ball size <laughs> hail? Yes, it would. Oh, that absolutely. could kill people. Yeah, yeah. It could hit you in the head. It would kill oh, absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Falling out of the sky. I've like been that. I've been hit by like the golf ball size hail. Ow. That hurt. I bet. Ow. I bet. Yeah, I was running home in a storm. <laughs> I'm not fond of this idea that we're going to get hailed on. I know. I wonder if it's in Watertown though, or if it'll slide just northwest of us. Yeah, or south. Well, maybe. it's hard to tell yeah, exactly where south. the hail is in the cell. I mean, there's a huge oh, yeah, cell that's yeah. going all over the Twin City uh, area, but where exactly the, the hail? hail yeah. Well, is. and how long can that kind of hailstorm? Keep up. You think we should wrap her up and head to the head for the hills? <laughs> the guest didn't call. Like it's raining. Yeah, the guest didn't call in, so you know, we maybe should. Yeah, get ahead of it. Get well, ahead. you're gonna drive right into it then. No, you will. You're heading west. No, I'm gonna I'm going gonna south. go down to the garage west. of this building and push somebody else out. <laughs> I'm just I'm direct <laughs> south. Get out! You're fighting over a get spot out. undercover. Get out of your spot. I'm not west. <laughs> well, that's how it is. Yeah, okay, we, we should wrap it up so you guys don't have to run to the car and hail. That would well, I have to go to the good. grocery store and the library before mm. I can go home. Yeah, so. but heading Hopefully south, I, I think it'd be all right. It. If it's, it's headed northeast, you said, or, yeah, northeast yeah. in Watertown. Great. So that should miss us. Where's Watertown? Directly, Watertown's it's about 35, 40 west miles west. West on 394, is it 7? Yeah, that area, yeah, yeah. 394. Out so west. it might slide northeast like of Excelsior? us. Or northwest of us, I mean. Further, I think. Yeah, it might hit more like Osseo area. Yeah. Yeah, Osseo um, area, right. Noka. Okay. Better tell L.A. Nick to bring those horses in. <laughs> yeah. L.A., get your horses in you. Oh, I'll close with this. So on Saturday, I'm at Hazelton, and thank you, everybody, again at Hazelton. You were unbelievably nice people. Hazelfest could not have gone better. But this guy comes up and asks me if he can take a picture. I go, absolutely. Um, oh, and I didn't, I didn't tell this to the kids. I'll tell this part first. <clears throat> so I get there, and there's three about 16-year-old girls. They're going to do this acrobatic thing, and they're all just kind of giddy, and they come over and go, can we take a picture with you? And I said, how do you even know who I am? And they said, this Addie, this little young lady Addie goes, my dad loves you. So that's how she went, right? So I'm standing there, and in, about an 8-year-old and a 6-year-old little girl, they're giddy as hell. They come over and go, can we take a picture with you? We'd really like a picture with you. I said, well, how do you know who I am? Our grandpa loves you. <laughs> <laughs> Another few years is going to be our great-great-grandfather. Our great-grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> our ancestors. 
you're the great Wrote about you in stone. <laughs> but I'll close with this. A guy comes up to me, let's take a picture. I go, absolutely. Everybody was unbelievably nice. Phenomenal. <laughs> Dave Campbell did a great job with the whole thing. I hear it's a very nice. It is. They Everything's a, very nice. It is very, very nice. But this guy, this guy comes up and takes a picture. He goes, yeah, I'm a friend of L.A. Nick. And I said, oh, God, I hate L.A. Nick. And he believed <laughs> oh, me. Oh, God. I went, no, 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 I'm just kidding. He thought I was like, I hate L.A. Worst. Nick. <laughs> All right, have a great day. We're going to get out of here four minutes early to try to duck the hail. Yeah. Duck. yeah have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.